0: Welcome to another episode of We Are Not Wizards My name's Richard, I'll be your host for November Jingle, 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 jingle It's almost, <laughs> it's almost, here. It's almost here I was going to do something atmos- atmospheric um, I was going to say, there's a man, he's riding into town Instead of guns in his holsters He's bringing himself some ink And he's bringing himself some paint and whenever he goes, there's always gonna be art. He's a man with no name. Well, maybe he's got one name. He's possibly got two names. They're confusion names anyway. But he's not just here for justice. He's here for revenge. Cause from, Roland, <laughs> from Roland's revenge, I've got Roland McDonald. Hello, sir.
1: Hello. hello. <laughs> <What> Morning, <I'm into. laughs> sir. I think it was uh, So How much think... hard work's gone into that
0: <laughs> It was completely made up of the spot, none Brilliant. of it was scripted or written, so there you go um, <laughs> uh, First of all, I guess we should say thanks very much for coming on the show um, and you're probably regretting doing this within.
1: <laughs> you realise what you've got yourself into It's a pleasure for now, give me uh, <laughs> give me ten minutes <laughs>
0: give, you ten, give you ten minutes and then you can. we can stop and we can do like um, I'll send you over an email with one of those uh, customer service feedback sheets <laughs> that they kind of do, do you feel? Do you feel you've been very satisfied <laughs> with your podcast <laughs> experience, or um, very unsatisfied? Please, and do you want to include any any comments um, on a <laughs> scale of one to five? Scale of one to five. For those who. I guess for those who have maybe been looking at games such as Western Legends recently, which was a huge hit for colossal games, it was their first I think it was one of their first kickstarters yeah, it was um, the first one. there was a there was a certain gentleman who was involved in the art for that, and that gentleman is the person that's on the other end of the the kind of the podcast line at the moment um there's also been quite recently um he's he's you he could say he's been kind, but he's also been a bit ruthless. Um, because <laughs> there's a game called Ruthless, which is uh, which has been published and released uh, in conjunction with um, Alley Cat Games, which Roland was also responsible for, kind of the art as well. So he's been kind of getting himself about. So, um, we decided to get together and have a chat, and if we chat. Then you're just going to have to listen and we'll see, see how it goes. But because it's very rarely that we actually speak to people in the field that are involved in the art side of things. We just speak to designers. We speak to developers. We speak to, you know, we speak to guys that are running their own Kickstarter programs and uh, projects. And it seemed like a good idea to get somebody like Roland, who's covering a lot of these bases now to come on and have a chat. So thank you very, very much for coming on. As I said
1: That's a real pleasure pleasure. I love the show myself So uh, Ah. I'm honoured to be a guest Thank you very,
0: very much Um, I suppose you should say the reason that we're doing this Is because uh, we like what we're doing And in this kind of world If you find something that you like doing Just keep on doing it If it brings a smile to your face As long as it's legal Or depends, (laughs) it's up to you That's some solid (laughs) advice (laughs) (laughs) your mileage mileage may vary your mileage may vary (laughs) Um, Uh the second reason that we do this is it's our ongoing voyage to continue to bring you the best content that we can find and uh, that includes bringing lots of lovely people like Roland into the podcast so they can tell us stuff which is always very very good and very very exciting Um, so I usually start off by saying do you want to tell us how you got into the hobby but for yourself when, do you remember the first time you kind of picked up a pencil, bit of chalk, <laughs> you know, no. stick with a bit of mud on it and kind of started to get into the art side of things? Because have, no. have you been involved in the art longer than you've been involved in the board gaming side, or is it the other way around?
1: I oh, no, know, I've been doing art, I guess, kind of like forever. So I was always busy with it as a kid, and mm-hmm. uh, I dropped off for a bit in my sort of 20s and uh, got busy with other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I had to train myself back up again. Because <laughs> uh, you get really rusty really fast, apparently. So, um, and then I went into computer games and then I ended up in board games after quite a long period of time. So, okay. yeah, board games are sort of the last, I don't know, five, five years, I guess, six years on and right. off. And, uh, yeah, before that was lots and lots of other stuff.
0: So, did you start, did you start in the traditional, kind of art thing where you're like a pencil paper type of guy and then moved into kind of like the digital side of things
1: oh yeah for sure Like uh, it's kind of complicated because like when I started um, I obviously as a kid I did art mm-hmm. and everything at school the traditional way and then um, I went to art school and the first part of that I was doing painting and oil painting and all that stuff mm-hmm. but you uh, then you go to proper art school so I went to St Martin's um, mm. In Soho, and there they like actively discourage you to draw and to paint. <laughs> so I was on an art course <laughs> and being uh, actively told like paintings, uh, not the way to go. And that, yeah. So I spent like three years basically studying philosophy in a way and uh, came out of that very confused. And then I, I stopped get drawing that. after that.
0: It's <laughs> <So I'm> no <laughs> that wonder. Kind of
1: put me off art for a long time.
0: <laughs> I could just imagine that. It's like a bit. If you don't draw at all, is the art still there? It's like, of course, it's not there. You've left a blank sheet. You feel,
1: come on. Yeah, it's kind of a. It's, it's a really weird space. The sort of art school, contemporary arts place.
2: Like, yeah. It's
1: a totally separate thing to what a lot most people think art is. Uh-huh. Art's become something totally different these days. So, uh, anyway, that was a sort of awakening, um, and yeah. Is it um, the diff- is there the
0: difference between kind of sitting there and kind of thinking about? Well, you know, this is juxtapositioning man's struggle against himself, and everyone saying, "Look, you've left your shoes untied in the middle of the kitchen floor." Because no, that's art. And the difference between somebody <laughs> saying, "Look, mate, it's my dad's—it's uh, my dad's sixtieth birthday. You would not happen to draw him driving his taxi or something like that." Is it? <laughs> Because you get two say side- yeah. To me, there's the kind of there's the practical- two, For me, they're
1: two totally different things. I mean, yeah. we call them the same name, which yeah. makes it really confusing. So then people are like, "Oh, that's not art." But yeah. what well, is art? With well, are just two t- totally different things that got sort of muddled together across the twentieth yeah. century. But actually, you know, art pre nineteen thirty and art after nineteen thirty are kind of totally different things. So it's not worth talking about them in the same name. Really, it just gets all too confusing.
0: And is that, is, that the, is that the type of thing that, is that what you studied in at <laughs> college? You sat around going, is this art? And it's like, well, yeah. it's
1: 1929. Yeah, I kind <laughs> of studied. yeah. I struggled a lot while I was there because I didn't struggle a lot. I actually did very well there. But it was yeah. very much not the course I thought it was going to be. It was very much a sort of intellectual criticism course. And right. it took me a long time after that to realise what I'd got out of that course. Because I'd gone there, obviously, to learn to be an artist in uh-huh. a sort of more traditional sense in my own mind. Yeah. Um, but when I came out, what I'd ended up being was very, very good at critical thinking, I guess. All I right, think okay. actually, in a way, in life, that's been a much more useful skill. So <laughs> it took me a long time not to be pissed <laughs> off about it. But when I finally uh, realized that I'd got something quite good out of it, then uh, I've kind of come to appreciate it in my uh, greying years.
0: Yeah. Did you have? <laughs> did you? Did you get like log hair and some kind of goatee going on while you were I, studying?
2: Of
1: course, yeah. yeah. Did, you then just, then did you ever just ever just have a
0: mustache?
2: Christ no.
1: <laughs> I don't think there's ever any excuse for mustaches there no. <laughs> <laughs> um, unless you're in a porn film or a remake of uh, some dead. sort of seventies crime <laughs> crime show. I don't think a mustache is ever really acceptable.
0: I, th- I, I'd, I'd, I'd see, I'll see your point, and I'll argue. Burt Reynolds and Tom Selleck. So.
1: <laughs> True, there is a man or two <laughs> yeah. that can carry it off, but they kind you of can. have to be a legend.
0: <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't get kind of like, oh, that suits you. What you, what you, what you? I, uh, run the local chip
1: shop. Um, <laughs> no, nah, that's got kind of. It would, it you wouldn't be like getting that. a lot of customers, would you?
0: <laughs> I don't <laughs> chip- know what would happen in Chippy that situation with a mustache. <laughs> Unless, of course, you ended up having your moustache in your logo, and then you'd have to have a moustache all the time, whether yeah, you like yeah. it or not. That would be a particularly dangerous, Stuck not, with it, horrific <laughs> <a fixed> situation, <laughs> to be it. Anyway, back to you. We've, we From we we, to we dig We digress. We digress. So did you keep the practical stuff up when you were at college, or did you say <laughs> that kind of completely going kind to of go to the wayside, and was it a little while and before you kind of picked off, it back up again?
1: I think after the first year of uh, St. Martin's, I pretty much died off, and I wasn't really even drawing anymore all right. after that point. Um, yeah, so... And then I probably didn't draw for uh, I don't know, like four years at yeah. all, five years in that period. Mm-hmm. And I trained myself to be a cook at that time. And I ended up right, okay. and working in the restaurant, and... And realised that that was insane way of life that <laughs> no one should ever do because it's absurd hours for no money and yeah. Um, and then I went and retrained actually to be a 3D artist for computer games. So uh,
0: did you go back to did you go back to education for that then?
1: Yeah, I went back and did a masters. Wow. Uh, Liverpool was the capital of culture at the time, and I got a, a subsidy to. Go and study there. So, I spent a year Mm -hmm. in Liverpool doing games on, which was interesting and got me a job at Creative Assembly in the end. We do the Total War series. Okay. The PC games. Pretty big, big opportunity that was. So, yeah. Because
0: Uh, they became, um, they became really big at the time. um, Because, was it? They. They kind of, from all of a sudden, they came from nowhere, and all of it—they were getting used in kind of battle reenactments and stuff like that. And they says, "Oh, yeah, this is they how got picked up on they had a TV big series about, like, the on right. TV about it. About you know, this is how the Roman army would have done this, and this yeah, is the exactly. tactics they would have used and stuff they like used that." used the so game that's
1: engine what, as a simulator for, yeah, showing how battles might have played out. I mean, uh, yeah, and then when I was there, yeah, so I was there for five years or so, I think. And yeah, the okay. graphics and everything, and the technology was escalating super fast while I was there, so it was an interesting cool. time. But 3D modeling is like factory work, where I found it like that, so <laughs> uh, so I wanted to get back to something more creative, so I started so training, was so less, I to draw again. <laughs> was
0: it less kind of less creative and just more
1: assembly then? Was that pretty much what yeah, it, kind it was, of was? Well, I realized I wasn't in the creative part of the company, yeah, so okay. um. I decided I wanted to change that up <laughs> and do a bit less of the assembly, like you say. So, uh, yeah. And uh, it took two years to do that, working every lunchtime, every evening, on the train uh-huh. journey there and back, just drawing like crazy, 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 learning Photoshop to a better level. And eventually, I was able to be the concept artist for Shogun total, Shogun 2 Total War. So All right. Okay. That was a really, really big career-changing step for me. So,
0: Yeah. <laughs> Did you just did you have did you put together the portfolio and then rock up to the management and say, "Hey, management, look, this no, is the kind I was, of stuff I can um, do"? Or did you just apply for it?
1: It was a fairly small company when I started. I think there were sixty people there. I think it's mm. well over two hundred and fifty now. Wow! But, um, so, like, I knew the art director quite well. Um, uh-huh. We used to drive to work together in a car for quite a period of time. So we often. He would look over my shoulder and knew what I was doing. and knew I was working really hard to get my skills up. So uh, yeah. at some point, my style and the projects all just kind of synced up. And um, yeah, the Japanese theme just suited the ink work that I was doing at the time. And, and uh, it, that all just sort of came together and I got that opportunity. and It was great. So,
0: yeah. Was that a bit of a culture shock for you then? Kind of all of a sudden being... After all these years, kind of being a little bit in the creative wilderness to actually be kind of the kind of the, I guess, that <clears throat> you know, the create, the entire creative kind of side of it, was that kind of a bit,
1: oh, what do I do now? Or did you, did you end up
0: going, no, oh, I'm, I'm in the wrong place?
1: <laughs> I was really happy with it. I just ran with it. And I think the two years that I've been building mm. up to it, just like I was ready to go. I was waiting for the, project. It was like, I either got that project or I left the company to go and do something else. So I was like, all right, okay. in at the bit to get on with something creative at that point. And it was just came at the right moment. So when it hit, I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> started knocking out lots of stuff and was really enthusiastic about pushing on and taking on that role and sort of guiding the style for that project. It was great. So yeah. And I got a lot of freedom, but also a lot of learned tons during that process. So
0: yeah. Uh, and were you were you fully in the digital realm by that? Said was everything kind of design and drawing in Photoshop. Did you ever go back? Yeah, to all my the personal work stuff? was
1: on paper. Like, mm-hmm. Everything I, I was drawing people on the train platforms and on trains and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff was on paper. But um, one of the best things about having worked in the computer games industry is just the speed, demand, and quality. I mean, and you can't really get that doing handwork. You just can't get the speed to get the job done. Yeah, can't make the changes fast enough. And so once you get used to using a tablet to the same degree that you can sketch by hand, then there's not really any, doesn't really make sense to be drawing pictures and scanning them in anymore. No, no. The level of detail you're losing, you're basically doing the job like two or three times over <laughs> by the time you yeah, yeah. got the final product out. So yeah, it took a long time to get to a point where I was able to use a tablet, mm-hmm. same as a pencil, but... Once you get there, then not being hundred percent digital just didn't make sense to me anymore. And Now, literally everything I do is digital. I very occasionally, sketch, maybe at the high end of a concept stage for a board game, I'll rough stuff out on paper, but it's pretty rough drawing. And uh, All the work is digital now.
0: Did you did you find you're falling into a particular kind of style then?
1: No, I mean, all over a... the place and. Mm. Uh, still am in a way. I think it's tightened down a bit, but mm-hmm. I was really happy just exploring everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's certain things that I like, obviously, more than other things. I'm not a manga person or anything like that. It doesn't interest yeah. me, but there's plenty of other genres and stuff that was really sparking my imagination. And I would just dip my toe in and obsess about that for a week or two and then switch over to something else. And, uh, so I managed to maintain that versatility. If you look at my portfolio, mm-hmm. it's kind of, Everything from watercolor effects to very, very graphic stuff. And, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I just get really bored. So <laughs> I get bored really <laughs> easily. Got... So I can't. Just... You see these people who just knock out the same style year after year after year, and I think, geez, I, I like I admire them, and the work gets better in a way because they're really refining something. But I think I'd just be bored. <laughs> I can't imagine. And, uh...
0: Are you so? Uh, are you kind of like pushing yourself in a particular kind of just? To make things kind of different then, to make sure that you're kind of like
1: not bored to yeah, surprise uh, yourself with what you can do? I think uh, a little bit. Like, I get excited when a project comes along and I can push it in a different direction. Like, uh, yeah. Western Legends is a good example in a way. The, they had an idea of what they wanted for that. Um, yeah. But what I actually ended up doing was, it was quite a deviation from what we originally we're looking at. So they originally wanted fairly loose paint style, but more sort of mm-hmm. like uh, oil paint or loose acrylic work. Yeah. And, uh, just through the research, I started finding all those uh, Mobius paintings from the Blueberry comics and yeah, yeah. all those amazing things like that. And it's just like oh, I think this style is going to fit better. and It's going to be more dynamic. And like at the beginning, I wasn't sure how easy it would be to emulate that. And obviously, I'm. Not saying about any of the stuff, but uh, getting that energy going and getting that um, looseness, I think, is what really brings Western legends to life in the end.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, so I'm pleased with how that went, but it was a nice opportunity to pursue a new direction as well. And I was excited about that.
0: How much, I mean, it sounded like you had a fair amount of freedom, but do you still get reined in by. The designers and developers, do you, I mean, during the process, are you given a brief and then you just disappear off tablet in hand, packet of crisps, cheese sandwich and <laughs> juice, and then sketch away and then come back? Or do you have, did you have like regular meetings with like, say, you know, Travis and everybody like that within Colossal to kind of keep the direction kind of going a certain way or?
1: Yeah, I've started, uh, Every, every client's a bit different, but I started mm. trying to move my clients into more of a uh, collaborative space where we have a bit more back and forth than you would have in a traditional art relationship. So normally yeah. you would get the brief and then you would come back with some sketches and then you'd come yeah. back with some better sketches and stuff like that. Um, I tend to use things like Trello uh, or
2: oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Space Camp or something. And then I kind of like show work in progress and like do daily updates and just keep things flowing and if i see something interesting on pinterest or something just like hey look at this this is really exciting maybe i can start pushing stuff this way or um so it allows for a bit more uh, transparency but maybe brings up more potential and opportunities in the design process and i feel like it's, it's a collaborative vision of what the game can be rather than either them telling me exactly what yeah. they want and me trying to do it, which isn't the most interesting way to work, and also I don't think makes the best games at the end of the day so yeah uh, yeah I like, if we find a vision together that's better I think
0: does that make it easier then for like working on all your projects if you're making it kind of more collaborative is that you find it kind of you've taken that kind of work ethic over into other projects that you've kind of worked on when you've been working with a client?
1: Um, yeah, I try and use that for everything. I really like to keep things uh, fluid, keep the, the dialogue going. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of artists are really terrible at communication. And, yeah. Uh, but uh, for me, it's something that just makes the whole process more interesting and more enjoyable. I want to know what they're thinking and mm-hmm. I want to improve the project at every step, not just Go away for six months, come back and have some pictures for them. I'm not interested in just putting pictures on your project. I want to, I want to make the game better. (laughs) I think I can really do that if it's done properly and it's done in collaboration. And if you Mm -hmm. just ask an artist to knock out some work for your game, you know, you might get some amazing work, but you might have got something better if you'd actually work together. So I try and make that process uh, work with everything I'm doing a bit.
0: So, I mean, while you were while you were involved in that project, I mean, had you had you already been dipping your toe in board games in general? I mean, had you had you been involved in the hobby yourself for some time? I mean, are you are you one of these guys that likes to you know get the cardboard out and have a shuffle about, or yeah, was it a sure. case of you know was this a yeah? yeah.
1: You no, know, like I started um, I started messing around with well, a slightly longer story, but I started messing around with cardboard. Bit more seriously, uh I don't know, around two thousand eleven I did my first game for Koali. then I went cold on it for a bit and then when I came back to it I kinda came back to it with a vengeance. And like went like <laughs> neck deep in all <laughs> games and uh with buying tons of them and yeah, playing all the and pulling them apart. Um, really interested and over a couple of years i just started thinking okay I'm going to specialize in this space there's a lot of room for solo creativity here and to mm-hmm. be a part of a small team and make something a bit more personal so um, I've really been I've been working in board games uh, specifically well exclusively for the last three years now so yeah I think I've got I don't know what 15 board games under my belt or something by now, so um, but yeah, and considerable number more on my game shelf <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah
0: I mean, you've got people like, say, Beth Sobel Kwan um, mm-hmm. Chai Moria, um mm-hmm. who did um, Catacombs um, are you finding you're getting people kind of coming to you because of the stuff that you've done previously are you getting to the point where you kind of like say well I'm a kind of recognised name here people will come to me and they'll look to commission to me, I mean are you finding that you're having to turn people away now is there like a queue, I mean am I a lucky person just being able to talk to you (laughs) should have been speaking to your
1: secretary you're lucky talking to me because I've been half asleep since (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah this year's kind of yeah uh, last year I did a lot of decent projects and the people yeah. who saw those got interested in my work which is why I got the projects I got this year this yeah. year kind of I guess has been the breakout year for me and uh whilst I think my name's just starting to get known like in the industry amongst companies I think my name's becoming quite well known uh-huh. um amongst the you know board cardboard buying public I think I'm still yeah. a nobody, but, you know, I've knocked out, um yeah, Western Legends, Tiny Epic Mechs, the deluxe yeah. version of Words, Yes. Um Yeah, and I Escape Room Games, uh, Special Edition of Battleline, and churned out a whole bunch of stuff over the last few years, and that started, and stopped FIFA, of course, and that's all uh, started to make an impression. And, yeah, now there is a bit of a queue for work, and I'm having to tell clients, like, yeah, you need to actually let me know if you want me to work. Because <laughs> I think, uh, a year ago, I was still getting, well, no, even less than a year ago, I was still getting calls, people going like, yeah, we need this. Uh, we need 150 cards and we need a board and we need the box and we need some, it all to be done so we can use it for advertising as well. And we need it in a month. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then I would just do it because the, you know, because it was yeah. a big client that I really wanted. And, um, now I've had the big clients that I really want and there's still some, like, hot clients that I definitely want to work with in the coming year. But, um, I've had enough good ones in the last year that people are coming to me and I am backed up now until February and beyond actually. So, uh, so that's a nice position to be in. Uh, yeah, the it is. Exciting, the exciting projects keep coming as well. Like, uh-huh. every, well, this year almost every project's been super cool, but, <laughs> you know, on average I think you probably end up with, like, maybe if you're lucky, two-thirds of the projects are great projects and then you've got some filler ones, so, uh, yeah, but, but it's been a great year.
0: Is it not fun kind of just being given, kind of like, well, we need you to be doing this and it's about, you know, it's about Attack of the Killer Fruit Bowl and uh, we need you to draw Angry Bananas? Yeah, I cool. mean, if you, you do that for a you month know if- <laughs> and you go and do World
1: War Two for people. It's, fucking, it's totally crazy. So <laughs> it's really good fun. I love the switching. It's one of the things I really like about it. Like, on yeah. average, a project length is like two months for a decent-sized yeah. project. But then you're on something completely different. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, the range of themes, subjects, styles, stuff you get dropped on you. is just... Okay, sure. Let's do it. Let's see what we can make out of that. <laughs> and, uh, on we go. So that, you- that is one of the best things about it. Like every day is different. Um, you know, working in a computer games company like Creative Assembly, you're knocking out sequel after <laughs> sequel like, after sequel, <laughs> exactly. and you're working on them for like two to four years. It's like soul destroying in a way. So doing it's something like, well, for two <laughs> months and then making something beautiful is fantastic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Another centurion. Oh, here we yeah. go! Another centurion. Yeah. Another centurion. Somebody, taps you on the shoulder and says, yeah. "You realise, um, this one's slightly brown plumes, and you should all have <laughs> red plumes." Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, yeah, I know. Okay. I know, I just, yeah. if I don't do something different I'm God, just going to melt under the <laughs> desk it's
1: My soul's climbing out of my eyeballs here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know the war game uh, <laughs> War game it mentality a, yeah. It's really painful <laughs> it's like The insignia on his left shoulder Is ever so slightly wrong If you could just change it <laughs> No one's ever going to see it It's only 10 pixels wide <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but it-, <laughs> it, it hurts me when I sleep. <laughs> okay, then, just for you.
0: Uh, and the other yeah, side yeah, of it is, yeah. where did you get the faces for the Centurions? And <laughs> look around you, Gavin. Yeah, exactly. Look around the office.
1: <laughs> the whole office is always in there.
0: <laughs> you can see us all, all kind of crying. Um, I mean, do you, in terms of kind of like work side? Because mm-hmm. I know there's people that, and you see them all, you do see a lot, it's like, I'd love to be in the creative side of the industry. I'd love to do X, Y, and Z. Or, I mean, you're kind of obviously, you got to work to deadlines and you're working with your clients. Is it a case that you, you know, you jump out of bed at half past 10 on a day and you, you know, get your coffee and then read the paper for half an hour and then you work for three hours and then you say, I'm going to go to the park. And then that's what you do. <laughs> Uh, Um, Or are you a case of it's just like, well, um, you have to maintain a strict work ethic and you have to get up and, you know, occasionally get dressed? um, This is the
1: the story of my last, uh, well, two years. Uh, uh, This, in October, I took my first holiday for two years, uh, for one week, (laughs) and I basically (laughs) slept for most of that holiday. Um because I've been working um uh, pretty much sixty to eighty hour weeks non stop for the last two years. Literally yeah. with like no weekends, nothing. I even work Christmas Day this year. So uh, it's uh yeah, I mean it's what you choose to make of it to a degree, but um like if you wanna if you wanna work your way up the chain and get to the top mm-hmm. of it, then you gotta work really hard and the deadlines are crazy and the money's not enough, so you have to work yeah. two jobs three jobs at once and uh realistically it's a it's a crazy life that way um uh sometimes you know in the ideal sometimes you've got one project on and it's it does give you the space to take the sketchbook down to the bar and have a just do some drawing over a beer yeah um, or choose to take wednesday off but then if i take wednesday off i work the weekend so you know i always work six days a week mm-hmm. no question um so, I need to get that down. and trying to get my life to normalize a bit because this last two years has just been crazy.
0: No, uh, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that in, um, um I've seen pe- other people in the industry and other facets in the industry, and you hear the amount of work that they're doing just mm-hmm. to kind of get themselves yeah. to where they want to be. And yeah. they are doing 60, 80, kind of.
1: Hour weeks. Yeah, everyone's um, working these hours. Yeah. It's crazy, and everyone's working it for like half the amount of money they're getting in another industry. Mm-hmm. Like if I was doing computer games, I'd be earning at least double what I earn in board games. But I enjoy mm-hmm. board games more, so I stick at it. You know, yeah. and I think everyone has that. If you don't have the love, then board games isn't for you, and you've got to have the love in spades because you know it asks a hell of a lot from you. I think. and uh, you, Do you think- love the cardboard?
0: <laughs> Do you think that's an issue? With the yeah, industry definitely. that that we're kind of we're we're so at the beginning that it's really difficult to say to say you know if if look at it if I wasn't doing stuff in a professional pack capacity and I was working on a day a day rate my day mm-hmm. rate is my day rate pr- probably mean I wouldn't have to work that many days in a month <laughs> to be okay mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. in the board game thing I pr- as you say you'd probably have to work kind of so many hours based on kind of other other kind oh, of things yeah.
1: no, um, absolutely i think there's is, probably a lot of people in the industry that would be better off working in mcdonald's to be honest
0: is that because a lot of the people that you what you end up working with at the beginning is um they've not got the funds to actually pay i mean there's a there's that um there's always that thing about people looking for artists or people looking for people in creative media and the thing is all oh, you get lots of exposure
1: from, yeah, you don't. You don't you know, do from those working jobs. from. <laughs> Too many people do do those jobs, but you should just yeah. say that's just a just say no situation. I yeah. did one of those jobs at the beginning of my board games uh, career. Yeah. yeah, it's the yeah. worst job I've ever done in my life. Like literally the worst work experience I've ever had. Uh-huh. Um, the work just escalates. The person, it, the person who's asking for that kind of thing has no idea. Like, yes. You start to hit, learn the warning signs, and you're like, okay, they're asking for this for nothing. That's obviously already irrational. (laughs) Um, And then the project just kind of went along that path where it got out of control. They wanted more and more changes. The demands were more and more unreasonable. But after a certain point, you're in neck deep and you've got to finish the project. Otherwise, it was a total waste of time. So then you're working crazy, crazy hours for a pittance. And uh, you really need to avoid that. I think everyone has one or two of those jobs and learns the hard way. Uh, the lesson there, but um, yeah, yeah, it's a rough lesson, I guess, and learn it from me rather than actually do it because because uh, it's a crappy way to spend a month <laughs> or two. You know, it's not worth it. So, and we've all done it. So sadly, the other, I mean, the other reality in the industry is that the majority of publishers are amateur. The yeah, majority of publishers, even if they're not amateur, are minor players and don't have budgets. Yeah, you know, their budgets are very, very minor. Even these kickstarters you see that are hitting, uh, you know, two hundred fifty, five hundred thousand, their budgets really aren't amazing. You think they, yeah. you think they must be doing really well, but that budget is being stretched so thin um, and across so many people trying to get this one project out that's only going to a very small audience. Yeah, I think the reality is that the business at the moment isn't really viable. Like if it wasn't for the love that people put into it and yeah. the passion, then it's not really a sustainable business. Like if a business specialist came in and analyzed most of these businesses, they would tell you to shut your doors tomorrow because it just doesn't make sense. It makes sense because we all love it. That's why it makes sense. Otherwise it's crazy time, <laughs> you know, no. but but I I've love seen- the job. No. I'm not backing away from it. I, do this you know day and night and have done like i said for the last two years and uh, even though i'm knackered now <laughs> i don't regret <laughs> it and i'm looking forward to the next job so uh, so yeah so sometimes you've got to work out what the values and things are i mean you can get paid really well like i said in computer games but yeah if it doesn't make you happy it's also not worth doing so you know you've got to work out what makes you happy and what's good for you and, uh, for me yeah. creativity that i get Space in board games makes me really happy. So.
0: And I suppose when you get that copy of Western Legends
1: through your door, yeah, getting stuff in print that you've worked is on that is, just really, such is that really is that like really
0: cool? Is that really really cool? You're kind of sitting there and going, actually, I did this. This was me. This wasn't just I didn't just have ideas. This is all this is me, and I remember sitting down and yeah. spending. Five hours drawing the son of a bitch's nose.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's <laughs> all a memory and then away. and then there is and it's all in print and you're like, Wow, looks it actually looks really good. You're like <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: you know, this was this was a nightmare or oh that was fantastic, I'm so glad that came out as well as I hoped yeah. it would come out. Like, print's yeah. always scary as well. Like uh-huh. uh, done all sorts of illustration design jobs or advertising everything whenever you get anything back in print it's like nerve-wracking just before you receive it Like, oh shit did the colors come out right uh, <laughs> did i did i crop it incorrectly what typos were left in the text you know there's so many things that can go wrong so when the product comes in and it's beautiful and it looks great and you're like oh, yeah it's so rewarding You've so never much had more that- rewarding <laughs> than digital you know like computer games is that's one of the things about them. It's like you make this thing and it's incredible and it's beautiful, but yeah. it's really the work of, like, 200 people. And, uh, <laughs> you
0: can't get a peck out and go, that's my... No, uh, that the first, first full that.
1: game I finished in Computer Games, it finally came out and it was published and it was like, it felt like it should be this exciting moment and then we put it in the machine and started playing it and then someone goes, so which bit did you do? <laughs> and you're like, wow, <laughs> you see that barrel over there? Wow. I did the lighting on that back. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, yeah, like minor, oh. minor stuff, and everyone's and I d- yeah, it's crazy. So uh, it's much nice. more satisfying to say, like, everything in this box is my work, or like, yeah, everything, <laughs> vis- everything visual here is mine. And uh, like with ruthless, that's yeah. tripled because or quadrupled because doing the design oh. as well. So you super haven't exciting. had that.
0: You haven't had that moment where you've had like, you remember the old woman who ruined that fresco painting and went back. <laughs> To- yes, actually, I have had that Open. moment.
1: Open I have the had that moment. It was just... the most devastating thing that's happened in the last three years.
2: What was that?
1: Well, I did this. <laughs> I did this game. I'm not going to say <laughs> what it was. I'm going to be really professional and not say what it yeah. was. Even though you can whisper it to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll whisper I would it. I won't tell. Oh. You. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, anyway, I drew these uh, nice isometric tiles. Really nice illustrations. Took me ages. Way more work than I should have done for the job. And uh, I was so exhausted, and the client needed to get it to print. And I was like, I just need to sleep for two days, and then I'll put the cars in, and then you can send it to print. Yeah. And while I was taking two days off, they got, I don't know who they got to do it, like someone's <laughs> grandson or something to draw these cars. <laughs> <laughs> looked like they'd been done in Microsoft Paint. And then oh, oh, some, well. someone who didn't understand Photoshop <laughs> had used the transform thing to make them all wonky, and then, and they actually printed that. And uh, that was heartbreaking. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> did you? Did you? Most Asia? people probably didn't notice, but I was just outraged. I was so angry, I can't even imagine. What
0: you see then? Yeah. Were you incandescent with rage. Yeah.
1: You know? it's, it's, it's times like it's times like that when you are glad that the Atlant- Atlantic is as big as it is, really. Really. Wow. <laughs> just gonna swim <laughs> over there and murder you all. <laughs>
0: we we'll yeah. just give it time, Roland. You'll come out and tell us who it is. Yeah. <laughs> just go over there. You know what I mean? I'm here. I'm here. I'm bringing my sharpened pencils with me. You know, yeah. this tablet, doesn't even work, but it works really good. It's nice and heavy. Exactly. <laughs> it, can, it, can, it can hit like, can swing hit like it nobody's well. business.
1: Yeah. So, so stuff like that <clears> does happen, sadly. But... Uh... Yeah, again, it's a rough lesson, and then you learn to be more cautious and take more control over files. And you know, yeah, like any job, I guess. But here, everything is kind of weird because, in a way, I think a lot of publishers think of the art as just part of the game, and they don't mm. realize it's my your the artist's reputation on the line. They think they ask you to do a job, and you're just going to knock out some work and get paid. But every single thing I ever touch is personal, like. It's going on my website, and if it isn't, it was a waste of time redoing it. Yeah, Everything I do is who I am and represents my values and the quality of my work. So if something bad goes out there or someone tampers with uh, my layout and then ruins it, then uh, that's going to kick back badly on me. I can uh,
0: just imagine somebody saying to you, well, Roland, I'll tell you what it is, right? I really wanted you for the job the designer really wanted you for the job but the md seen those cars that you did on that last job <laughs> yeah yeah and he says it's a racing game roland <laughs> <laughs> you know did somebody sorry, not give you a ruler or you. something mm. kind of thing
1: painful so, let's not talk about it it hurts, it
0: hurts. <laughs> <laughs> i okay so we'll move on I'll so, i'm sorry still. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop <laughs> Just, like, have some have some lemon juice um yes. So you have to be a bit more Let's talk about Ruthless, I was going to try and lead it in To something and yeah. say, ah but you have to be Ruthless now Roland mm-hmm. And then I was like, that sounds rubbish We're not going to do that You've taken the leap yeah. into, your, into your own You've kind of like You've been dibbly dabbling And now yeah. you're jumping over from being Mr. Artist And saying, I'm going to start doing A bit of designing So how did that come into fray? How did that come into free? That's not even after freeze. Shut up. Just
1: go with it. Maybe you'll start something. (coughs) I know. (laughs) That's so fetch. Um, (laughs) Yeah. People will be, you'll be able to tell who's been listening to the podcast when you go to Tabletop Scotland next year. uh, I know. It's one of mine. mine. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I I was bored, basically. Um, I was bored. So I started dabbling around with a bit of design in my free time. I had free time a couple, two, two and a half years ago. I had a couple of months of free time and, uh, yeah, I was playing around with a bunch of deck builders and thought they could be improved. So, uh, I had a poke around at that and, uh, yeah, it just grew and got out of control. <laughs> <laughs> to cope with my life A little bit So uh, Yeah In the best possible way That's an way, incredible right? <laughs> Best
0: way to say it I kind yeah. of tried to stop it But it just like Spread all over my body And the next thing I yeah. am we in hospital I'm <laughs> Giving so... birth to a board game, card yeah, I'm, one, game.
1: I'm one of those people That's sort of all in Or nothing really So I, Once I started it And I saw that it had The seed of Being actually Decent Then that was it I was mm-hmm. just all in And yeah Balls deep in it really So uh yeah, but then obviously all the jobs came in, so then you're juggling, <laughs> juggling, designing, exactly. illustrating your own game, and illustrating two other games at the same time for the next couple of years. So, <laughs> But it's <laughs> been a really good adventure, and uh, game design is, uh, in a way, it's got a lot of similarities well it's how I think about illustration and a lot of things in life I just sort of I really like puzzles and illustration I see as a puzzle half the time I'm trying to work out what the client wants and how to make the best use of my skills to make the best product I can make but uh and design is kind of similar you know it's like playing a game in a way designing you're trying to solve puzzles you're trying to optimize and get the best out of the system that you've created and uh Mm-hmm. Refine and refine and refine. You know, it's a lot of iteration, and iteration is the same as what I'm doing in the illustration as well. So for, the, for me, there was a lot of crossover, and I really enjoyed the creativeness of the process. So yeah, that was cool.
0: But you went to, I mean, you didn't go the Kickstarter route with Ruthless, though. I mean, there was no. obviously, I take it there was a chance and the potential opportunity. Was it just like a time thing?
2: No,
1: you I said, could have always done it. Like I was aware I could have done it because I'd done everything. Uh, mm hmm. Uh, I was, there were two things that made me really clear that I didn't want it. One was that Kickstarter's insane. <laughs> like a crazy ass <laughs> amount of work. Yeah. And, uh, and then the other one was that, um, I kind of looked at a lot of those projects and thought, well, anyone can self-publish their own game. Like, mm-hmm. what does it mean to self-publish their own game? It's like, hey, I think I've got this thing that's good and now I'm going to share it with you. Whereas having someone else Throw their money at something, and validate something that you've invested your time in. For me, felt like a more important thing. So, I had to take it to a publisher and then see the potential in it, and then put their name behind it. For me, that meant more than publishing my own game.
2: Right. It's, okay.
1: It's easy in a way to publish your own game. But I don't mean to put anyone down who's doing that because I think it's incredible the things that people do, do And Like I said, I mean, Kickstarter's just an absurd amount of work. So. um, Partly I just couldn't take on the extra work. But uh, on the other hand, yeah, I just, I really wanted a publisher. <laughs> and um, I'm really glad I went that route because there's some really great perks to picking up a publisher and working with professionals. So, And I guess because I work with those professionals all the time, like yeah. I'm really aware of what you can get out of working with a team who knows what they're doing. And I've seen a lot of Kickstarters where, you know, the product's like 80% there. Um, but then it's just lacking the polish, it's lacking the detail, it needed a bit of development. The rule book yeah. should have been written by a professional. Yeah. And uh, and it's sad to see those projects that have got so much potential uh, just lose their shine at the last moment. Uh, so So what
0: was your I mean, your involvement with I mean it was when you signed when you got Alic uh, it was Alicat Games you
1: worked with, yeah. Yeah, so, they weren't like my first publisher though, so uh, it's kind of a complicated yeah. process.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> right, okay.
1: Yeah, uh, I initially went to um, Essen eight months after having started designing the game and uh-huh. pitched it to eight pub, uh, twelve publishers, and nine of them took prototypes, and then two of them were really interested. In the end, I g- ended up giving it to a Polish publisher who was very keen on um, uh-huh. taking over worldwide rights and trying to spread the license. I got on well with those guys. So um, that process, though, went a little bit south. (laughs) They had some internal problems and uh, things weren't making any progress. Um, So the game should have been released in 2017, and then it was delayed. And then in March of this year, I could see that it was going to get delayed again. And I really wanted it out for SM this year, partly just because I wanted some closure. (laughs) wanted to get back on with my life.
0: Exactly.
1: and. Fortunately, I put a clause in the contract that said if they didn't have it published in three languages by SM 2018, then uh, the contract was void. So, All right, that okay. was that was smart in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> when I realised they weren't going to do that, I said, "Okay, if you give me back the English and German languages, uh, then I'll let you keep the rest." And, yeah, uh, and uh, they kind of went for that. So then I'd already spoken to Cesar. César- from Alicat, and I had a German publisher who I knew was interested in the game as well. So I was able to get them online, and then we just worked like crazy for two and a half months to get it ready and towards publication, because the game was done. like It was pretty tight. We tidied up a few things but um, and got some good input from... Ali Cat's really great, uh, sort of affiliate designers. So that was cool. You know, one of the perks of the publishers, but uh, yeah, yeah, Ali Cat yeah. was never the intended publisher. Um, but I'm really, really glad I ended up working with them because they're a fantastic yeah. team.
0: Well, they're, so, I mean, they've um, they've had a board game a stunning, as well. Yeah, they've had a stunning couple of uh, years with like Dice Hospital. Um, yeah, yeah. There's like the Pocket range, Pocket Sub has it's, actually uh, just Pocket Farmer. Um, yeah, a yeah, just I come mean, out.
1: Yeah, Caesar's batting out of the park. Really, he's uh, working yeah. super hard. He's got the right ethic for it. He's got the right yeah, ambition, totally. and uh, he's got a really great team behind him. You know, he's got the whole all yeah. those great uh, Cambridge game designers kind of on his uh, within reach of him, so he can test with them. And um, I think uh, David Circe did uh, some of the stress testing. He did the anachrony and. Uh, Petrichor and stuff like that. He did some of the yeah, stress testing yeah. on Ruthless to make sure that it was was a stable game and there weren't any breaks in it. And then Brett G. Gilbert, who's done like, uh, Brett J. Gilbert has done like Elysium and those things, wrote the rule book and, you know, they were, yeah. that's all part of his team. And that's, that's a fantastic level of quality to be bringing to all those products that he's making.
0: Absolutely. So. Uh, Absolutely. So
1: that was a fantastic thing about going with a publisher as well.
0: For yeah. um, for people who haven't heard of Ruthless, mm-hmm. do you want to give the quick kind of um, 72 minute elevator pitch? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a tricky one. I'll, I'll run at it. Um, yeah, Ruthless is a pirate themed deck building game, but it plays very, very differently to um, other deck building games. It uh, is played in rounds. Um, and at the end of every round, uh, players are competing to put sort of a crew together and the best crew will win the round. But crews are made out of uh, poker-style sets. So um, if you have a flush or a straight flush of pirates, it's going to beat a straight or a pair or something. So um, as you build your deck, because deck-building game, then um, you're adding more and more pirates that might synchronize better together um, for these crews, but you're also going after really good powers. and um, Also, turn structure is not the normal, like, draw five cards, play five cards. You yeah. draw five cards and then you just play in, in turn, so you have to choose a single action from those five cards and All the right, round okay. lasts until you play those five cards. And it's actually the thing that really makes the game different because it makes it much more strategic and interactive. Um, there's a great deal of the game is in the timing of what cards you play when, uh, what you reveal to other players that you're looking for uh, what you hide and um, yeah so that's kind of a crappy overview of <laughs> I'm not sure it gives a very clear I, view I didn't it's wanna quite s- different I didn't want uh, s- to
0: say anything to be yeah, honest yeah, yeah, But yeah. however what <laughs> um, I think it was um, it was uh, Rory uh, Rory J. Summers, friend yeah. of the show and all round nice guy who he did a he did a written review of yeah, he wrote uh, Blind and he's a he's a he's a lovely, lovely guy. And what he said and we'll just um <coughs> let's see what he said. He says um <coughs> stop emailing me, Richard. I don't <laughs> want to speak to you again. Um <coughs> no that's it wrong right, okay. Wrong email. Wrong. Um he says the familiarity makes the game Very easy to teach, the artwork makes it look Great on the table, and the mix of Mechanics will convince you that the next game Your deck will be a little bit Better, so there you go So yeah. he, he obviously He's quite ambivalent about it To be honest
1: <laughs> But <they laughs> He's been a great supporter have- of the game so yeah. uh, that's been really nice. Yeah. And there's been quite a few actually. so but he was like, yeah that, pe- that piece he wrote was really, really nicely written as well. It's just a good read. And, uh, yeah, was- but yeah, I think it is bo- it is that thing that, like the first time you play it it's kind of it's almost harder if you're familiar with deck builders because mm-hmm. um, like it is familiar, but then it does every little thing that it does, it does slightly differently and it produces slightly different results. And cause it plays in rounds rather than just like until the game's finished, like just keep going, keep going, keep going, like in Dominion. Yeah. Then it's really, it's really short and every decision's like super important, so. Uh The first ride, the first play, can be a bit rough on people who think that they know deck builders because they're like, "Oh, I know, I know Dominion. I just blah 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 blah." And it's like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> wait, <laughs> there wasn't <laughs> enough time for my big money strategy to work, and now I've got a pair at the end of the game, kind of thing." So, yeah.
0: Oh no! Oh no! You fell.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but it really rewards extra play and I hope it hopefully it makes people think, Oh next time I'm gonna try this or try that and there's a lot of different ways to go in yeah, it, I think. So. No,
0: I mean I've not I've 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 definitely heard some really some really, really good kind of things and uh, we'll make sure we actually put the link to Rory's review yeah. um in yeah, the show notes do so that everybody can read about it because <laughs> the artwork the artwork is fantastic, and we don't just want to take your word for it as well Roland, it's really good, because that's <laughs> <laughs> that's good. cheers. it's like, like me um, <laughs> what's, uh, what's next for you then, I mean what's what's kind of on the horizon, I to mean, take it a little bit of
1: sleep would yeah, be nice, uh, but you know this whole week's just been sleep really because SM yeah. was killer and uh, yeah. always is but this year was like double killer <laughs> so um, and then next week, I'll take it easy. I've got two jobs on at the moment. Um, uh-huh. One's a second edition of a game that I've already worked on, and one's a new game. Right, cool. um, yeah. I've got a couple of pitches been sent in to me for new projects so, and an expansion. So I'm looking at those. Uh, but actually, I'm hoping to take it a little bit easier November, December. Yeah. And use that downtime to start work on my next game as well. So. Um, yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Do people pitch to
0: you then? Do you get well, people no, they, pitching they, you yeah. and like saying, "Um, look, I've seen this work. I love the work that you did in Western Legends." No, it's I, a bit more yeah. like
1: that. Yeah, it's a bit more like uh, we're thinking of doing. It depends. Like sometimes a publisher is yeah. going to come with a really strict idea of what they're looking for, and that's uh-huh. fine as well. That can be fun. Um, uh-huh. And then sometimes you get uh, publishers that have got a really tight idea on what the game is. But maybe mm-hmm. haven't really—they're not really tied to what the world building might be, or um, they're looking for someone who's good at art direction and has got the energy to inspire them as well. So um, that's really fun when you get those projects. Like uh, someone just comes in and says, "Hey, we've got this game. It plays like this. It's got this. I was thinking mm-hmm. of this kind of idea, but you know, you're free to run with it. What would you do with it? Wow. Are you interested in working with that?" And, yeah, I think over the last year I've started to build a reputation where I can start to get those projects where people are willing to uh, throw something at me and see what I can make of it. Cause, uh, That's cool. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, so it's a nice place to be at.
0: If, um, if people that have listened along tonight and said, that Roland, he's fantastic, shame you had to speak to Richard. um If they want to keep an eye on your up and coming projects and... Generally, everything that you're going to get up to over the next, you know, kind of couple of years, where where do you exist on the interweb nets?
1: Yeah. So. Uh, well, my website is rollinsrevenge And uh, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Because um, <laughs> it's a good name. And all right, okay, that's it was. Fair it was the name me. of a. I think it was the name of a computer game on like. Spectrum, I was going to say,
0: was it not? Spectrum yeah, that's what I thought. Back
1: in the eighties. Was and, uh, it not Monty's Revenge or something? There was know, like, there was something, something like Roland's that. Revenge on I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I kinda of had this I'd either made it Roland's Revenge in my head or whatever, and it was, I used to have a my company used to be called Roland the Illustrator and that was the handle I used for advertising work and when I specialised in computer games I wanted something different. Um, so I just ended up with this. <laughs> it's memorable. <laughs> People don't forget. <laughs> People are always wondering why I'm so vengeful. So uh but it doesn't seem to stop them wanting to work with me. So that's a good thing because <laughs> I, I was a bit worried about There's scaring people off. Um, Everybody's wondering what you're getting revenge for. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a common question <laughs> when a client calls like, should I be worried? <laughs> I don't want to end up on your list. Exactly. Exactly. But, um, I'm also fairly prolific on uh, Instagram, which is my favorite social media uh, mm-hmm. space, really. I find it, yeah, the easiest for me to. To use, um, and actually over there, I still am Roland the Illustrator, so you can find me there. And I am on okay. Twitter as well, and, uh, Ruthless is on Facebook, um, and obviously on Board Game Geek, so,
0: yeah. Excellent. That's me. <laughs> well, we will, we'll make sure we take all of these links and we'll put them in the show notes so that we have notes to show. Okay? Yes. Excellent. Right. I've got a question for you. Uh huh. And it's a, it's potentially in my head just now, it's forming, and in, in my head just now, it sounds amazing, but it's going to come out my mouth and it's probably going to sound rubbish, okay? It's going be terrible. Right? yeah. Okay, you ready? Okay. I should have. Doc, right. Br- <laughs> Doc, that's fine. Doc, Doc Brown. Yeah. Okay, appears <laughs> in his DeLorean. Yeah. Right. And he goes, he jumps out and he goes, Roland, you've got to help me. And he's like going, that's not Doc Brown's voice. He goes, shut up. I can't do Christopher <laughs> Lloyd very well. And he says, what is it? He says, basically, there's been a fire at the all time board game consortium. It's space. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> right? And what's happened? It's devastated. Some of the board games that are in our collection. Now I can take you away. For a couple of months, and give you all the materials that we need, but we need you to help us redesign. This isn't Doc Brown and Tom. As so well, give up, <laughs> Rick Scott Marty. Um, we get it. <laughs> Sorry, we need you to help us redesign three board games. Mm-hmm. What three board games that exist? If you had the chance to do the art for them, what games would they be, Roland?
1: Yeah, okay. This is something I should have thought about more. Um, there's obviously a few <laughs> obvious ones. There's a few that have been on my hit list. The first one that was on my hit list was Battleline. I've already done that one. So uh, Okay, okay. So uh, next up, I think uh, Castle of Burgundy has got to be like number one on most artists' lists to redo, I think. I think Ian O'Toole said it was well high up on his list as well. Yeah. It's a great game, but damn, is it ugly. <laughs> 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 It's truly hideous. Um, All right, don't
0: say how you feel.
1: No, okay. Don't pull my punches. Exactly. Um, I mean, they don't listen anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't know. There's so many, like anything out of Germany, really, in the last. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's this, this. <laughs> so bad. No, right. I mean they're getting they're getting Come better, on. but it's pretty bad, isn't it? Scary stuff. Any game? What Euro would you space. like to?
0: What would you like to get your role in revenge on? Any game at all? Your third game? If you said right, okay, oh, you can game. do it again. You can still have all the same components, but you could do the art. What would you like to do?
1: I want to do that. I'd love to redo the box cover for Codenames because that's just a crime. That thing is. Just out horrible. Well, there you go. Well,
0: there you go. There so glad that. I mean, it's
1: only a cover. The whole game well, you is can grotesque, but the cover's that sort of. It's a miracle just it sold as many copies as it has. That just proves the game Tes- really tight. I saw
0: it in Tesco the other day. I couldn't believe it. I walked past it. I was like, "Oh, it's in Tesco now." Wow. Code names is in Tesco. So there you wow. go. There we go. Anyway, see. So that's it. <laughs> um, if you want to keep an eye on what we are up to. Then you can find us in the local, we can find us at all in the places, in all of the faces. Um, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but you can find us on uh, Twitter, which is We Are Not Wizards, and Facebook, which is We Are Not Wizards, and Instagram, which is We Are Not Wizards, and Tumblr, which is We Are Not Wizards. We've got a website, which is We Are Not com. We've got a blog, which is We Are Not com. If you really like us, <coughs> Give us <laughs> some money. Um, if you really like us, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, we do have people that support us on Patreon. They're all lovely and fantastic and wonderful. And we really, really appreciate it because it helps helps buy us an occasional glass of juice and stuff like that and keeps the will from the door. And it's always really lovely and really nice. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, if you want to rate us a review, you can do it on Stitcher. We got a five-star review in Stitcher. Somebody dropped a five-star review in Stitcher. I don't even do a Stitcher joke. I don't know how that happens. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what's going on with these people. But you can get us on like all the different podcast catchers. You know, Stitcher and Speaker and Acast and Castbox and Player FM and all these other wonderful places, but remember um, if you do get us on Apple Podcasts and you like us a lot, drop us a subscription if you like us even more, consider giving us a rating or a review if you do give us a rating or a review don't give us 10 stars because it makes us big headed but don't give us 1 star because it makes us cry give us 5 stars because it's in the middle and it's average and we're just a little bit average but the person who's not been average tonight is a rather one t- wonderful, the rather fantastic, the multi-talented, like, looking. He's, he, you know he's got a fantastic beard I can see in his picture here. <laughs> he does art as well. He designs games. He seems to be living the dream. It's the... Ugh, I don't know. I don't know if... He is rather wonderful. He is rather fantastic. is Mr. Roland MacDonald. Thank you very much for coming on, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Oh my word! We lost it at the end. Marvelous, absolutely, outro you absolutely to put it together. <laughs> it just, it just is one of these things. There's only three more things to do, Roland. Okay. Yeah. The first thing, and it's still, it's still running because it's a lot of fun. We're running a competition, <laughs> and that competition is all about swords. And what you can do is, if you want to win a copy of Sword Crafters uh-huh. by Adams Apple Games, whether you be in the UKs or the USAs all you need to do is to send us a picture of a sword that you've crafted and you'll get a copy of Sword Crafters, which is a game about crafting swords that you sit and you craft a sword. And I had a shot of it the other night and it's really funny because I made a sword and it looks absolutely fantastic. So if you want to win that, then either go on Twitter and say, and hit us with a hashtag I'm a swordcrafter, not a wizard. Or send us a little picture <laughs> in the DMs if you're, sh- if you're shy. Um, yeah, and you Can't can win a copy up. of Swordcrafters. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> the other thing is uh, re- you got to remember that we're uh, many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Roland?
1: Yeah, we're definitely not wizards.
0: Definitely not wizards, we're just, I don't know where we are at the moment, it's just, I don't know someplace on a train Um yes. and the last thing is to say goodbye so it's a goodbye from Roland, say goodbye Roland goodbye so nice, it's a goodbye <laughs> from me remember, stay safe roll com. and um art's good and art's important and there are people that do good art and do important art and then there's people that go out and do some ruthless art and so you know check out what Roland does because this is the beginning of potentially his ongoing journey where he's going to be moving from doing more art to start doing more games and continually building up his name grab a copy of Ruthless there'll be links in the show notes there'll be Rory's lovely review so you don't have to take my word for it that it's good fun You can take somebody else's for a change. But until the next time, goodbye.